0: hello and welcome to antique atrocities where i am atrocious and she is ferocious today <laughs> no, no
1: one i'm antique you're the atrocity <laughs> The See, accent <laughs> keeps getting worse and worse.
0: I know. <laughs> it's going to continue to get worse. Eventually it's just going to be a completely different accent. I'm going to end up on Russian. I'm going to end up being Russian by the end
1: of this. And that's totally valid of you.
0: And totally anyway. atrocious.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Antique Atrocities. As the title says, we cover atrocities that are antique. I'm Envia. I do all kinds of fandom shenanigans and I do a lot of witchy historical research for this. That's the trend that we're beginning to form.
0: Oh yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm short, Sorry. I know, I'm shorter than usual. And uh, <laughs> after that short introduction, <laughs> comparatively <Sorry>. speaking. <laughs> I am Kenzie. Um I exist. I do things too, and I am researched already today.
1: <laughs> and wait, what? Did, what was your usual intro? You you walk into walls, and I apologize and then, to them. Uh, and it's already yeah. happened three times today. Perfection, iconic. Yeah.
0: I don't even wow. know why I like. St- I just couldn't get rid of it for the first three episodes, <laughs> and it's just gonna come back in the future. <laughs>
1: I feel like I always mix my intro around in some way, and then yours is just such perfection. (laughs) Because it's true,
0: though. It is true, and it is my brand for my entire life so far, so... Oh,
1: yeah. Anyways,
0: today I am going to be teaching everyone here about the lovely uh, atrocities of ancient (laughs) asylums. What?
1: (laughs) What?
0: I know. That sounds so weird. Such exciting news, such new news to you. It's not like you knew or anything.
1: Wow. See, I swear I'm actually really excited about this topic. I've just, I've already known that this is what it's going to be. Yes. (laughs) I'm not surprised at all.
0: Yes, so I am not going to waste any time. I am just going to jump into it so the first organized effort for the mentally ill was in 1752 and it was organized by the quakers um oh, the quakers yeah the quakers <laughs> the quakers oatmeal brand yeah so oatmeal thanks <laughs> uh and it was actually located so this is for the like america's region uh that this was the first mental hospital, so it was located wow. in Pennsylvania, and it was the Pennsylvania oh. Hospital in Philadelphia, and the so
1: <laughs> they had see this such somehow great... feels more recent than I thought it was. Like I'm surprised they didn't have any of these asylums but mid- way back when in the medieval times. Oh, see. We will, we uh, We did,
0: but they weren't the exact oh. same. It was more like oh, a t- wing okay. of uh, the jails. Oh,
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. But That's, this yep. was
0: the first organized ever. And basically what they did was they had rooms in the basement with shackles on the wall to house a small amount of patients. Well. Yeah, they shackled yep. them. By the neck
1: to the wall. Oh, yeah. Unnecessary, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, they were shackled to the wall by the neck and they were chained down to their beds at night. Mm. And mm. Um, yeah, uh, most of the original mental hospitals in America have actually still remained open to this day, including... You can
1: tour these places still?
0: They're still functioning as mental hospitals.
1: Oh! Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I really hope they've changed their procedures, at least. Yes,
0: and oftentimes they do end up changing location, and they change their names a lot. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> they're, so, they're
1: like, can't be traced back to these atrocities we committed.
0: Yes, so that was in 1752. And then in 1753, the public pressed for more housing to be added to the mentally ill area of the Pennsylvania hospital, and so they opened up a ward beside the hospital. In the exact same conditions, though. It was just a bunch of rooms with people shackled to the wall, and there would be labels, like, above the- because they didn't have doors. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know when you don't you can't afford doors.
0: No, they didn't want them to have no, doors. They didn't want them to have privacy.
1: Oh, uh, that's that's literally so rude of them. It's all
0: communal but, space. All right. And including the bathrooms, it would be separated the communal into communal bathrooms. It would be separated into male and female like areas. So like one mm. half would be male designated, one half would be female designated. And so once again, no doors, shackled to the walls during the day by the neck, chained to their beds at night by their neck and by their torso oh. and by their legs.
1: And... They're definitely not going to help their mental health get any better.
0: No, and surprisingly, all. a lot of them didn't really uh, get any better. In fact, a lot of them got wow. worse once they were admitted.
1: That's so surprising, you know?
0: Yeah. And then we're jumping all the way forward to 1817 for the next major step in asylums, which was the Asylum for the Relief of Persons Deprived of the Use of Their Reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Deprived of the Use of Their Reason. That is such... That is so iconic, actually.
0: That was the entire name, and it was, once again, opened by the Quakers.
1: (laughs) You know, we're learning the Quakers are not as pure as their whole grain suggests. Yes.
0: And it was the first private mental hospital in America.
1: Wait, give me the title again. I'm just, like, (laughs) thinking about it.
0: The Asylum for the Relief of Persons Deprived of the Use of Their Reason.
1: Deprived of the use of their reason.
0: Yep. Incredible. And it actually, this is one of the ones that still
1: exists today. As a functioning mental hospital? Yes, it's
0: now called the Friends Hospital.
1: The sheer contrast of that.
0: Was Hmm. the asylum for relief of persons deprived of the use of their reason to the Friends Hospital? (sighs)
1: The f- the wait the friends hospital yes like friendship, that's, wow, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they really did a one eighty on that one yeah they really just said let's 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 change it let's up for not a second. do this yeah um
0: and then in skipping all the way forward to our next major plot point,
1: uh, <laughs> love a plot point and in-
0: love a timeline. <laughs> in 1856 they finally completely dissolved the Pennsylvania hospital's ward for the mentally ill so that basement hospital Mm -hmm. like mentally ill ward was still open to this like until 1856. oh wow okay yeah this was a long lasting thing yeah and then so at one point the Pennsylvania hospital specifically I'm trying to think of how to word this. I'm bad at wording. <laughs> um, this is so fair. Uh, so the Asylum for Relief Persons Deprived of the Use of Their Reason was <laughs> opened by Quakers, but it wasn't part... Like, it wasn't an affiliation with Pennsylvania Hospital.
1: So this... Okay, so it's a private thing. Yes. A separate thing, yeah. if you will.
0: The Friends Hospital... <laughs> a.k.a. Friends the hospital. Asylum of for the Relief of Persons Deprived of the Use of Their Reason, was a private mental hospital. But in 1856, when they dissolved the Pennsylvania Hospital for Mental mm-hmm. Illness, uh, they opened up a new one, and it was called Many Different Names, to the point of which I couldn't figure out which one was the first name. There was a total <laughs> of 26 names. Oh, <laughs> they said
1: rebrand.
0: Yeah, but the one that I saw the most pop up and, like, most commonly was reported as the Mm. first name was a Pennsylvania hospital for the insane. For the
1: insane. Yeah.
0: Just straight up. And it was open from 1856 to 1998. So the year before I was born.
1: That's so recent. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... What is... Oh, man. What is it called today? Just out of sheer curiosity. It is closed today. So
0: it it did completely shut down in 1998. um, Because apparently it just wasn't up to code.
1: I wonder why.
0: (laughs) Yes. So skipping forward again to our next major plot point that I only put in here purely for you
1: oh i love that yes okay. is that
0: in 1859 parrots and other birds were introduced (gasps) to asylums to help brighten them up
1: i would literally be out of there in a day if you gave me birds yes oh my or i'd never leave because you gave me birds there's only two two outcomes here yes
0: (laughs) to be fair they were parrots for the most part so i mean
1: I mean, parrots is better than complete loneliness to be- it's better than people as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And remember, you're sleeping in a giant, like, area with a bunch of other people and no privacy.
1: I'd like to have a parrot in that scenario. I think that would make things at least a little (laughs) better. Tolerable. (laughs) Tolerable. Yes. I would would live another day.
0: Okay. Once again, fast forwarding all the way up to 1890, because nothing happened in between the parrots and now. Um, <laughs> all states, at, in 1890, all states had one or more publicly supported mental hospital. and Okay, progress, <laughs> I guess. During this time, the hospitals housed over half a million patients. Total. Huh. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, not fantastic. No. And they were still being put in neck shackles
1: and chained to their beds. And what year was this again? This is... 1890. It's going to freak out. Okay, not that recent, but still more recent
0: than yes. I ever thought. And it was also when the hmm. mentally ill patients began getting experimented on. Hmm... All right, the downhill slope. Switching forward to 1914, the mentally ill were still being experimented on, but they had decreased the amount of times that that was done. And it was now only you the patients were only used for experimentation in the cases of them being put in there and completely abandoned by their family or put in there due to legal issues because of their mental illness.
1: Okay, I mean, that doesn't make it much better, to be fair. No, so that meant, like, still, like,
0: half of them were still being experimented on. Um, And? Do we have experiment details? uh, They were mostly used for testing of, like, mental illness, like, treatments. Uh, But we'll get on to those treatments in the future. They're Ah. super fun. (laughs) Um,
1: You know, they didn't have SSRIs back then. I doubt. No.
0: Um, so the for the nineteen fourteens we actually do get a bit of the daily life of what these inmates or inpatients would experience.
1: So Okay. Yes. Again a routine.
0: At this point they were no private rooms whatsoever. Like before they at least kinda had walls in between each patient. No Mm -hmm. doors, but walls, at least. And now it's just one giant open room with a bunch of beds in
1: it. Horrendous.
0: Yes. Er, Well, two giant rooms. One male, one female. And they forced them to get up at 6 a.m. You know, (laughs) literally so rude. I know. I (sighs) wouldn't. The day ended at 8 p.m.,
1: That's actually a really long day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And so Hmm. they, for the 19... Like, 1910s, they were actually fed pretty well. They got fed meat, fish, veggies, and... They actually had a pretty well-rounded diet. Okay. Comparatively speaking to everywhere else, which I cannot find documentation of what they ate before this point, so... Part of me wonders <laughs> if they did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, they were starved. No, yes. but I wouldn't be surprised either.
0: And then so they heavily prioritized in these asylums, physical exercise and work. So you would okay. wake up at six. You would forcibly be bathed and have your hair brushed. I do not want my
1: hair forcibly brushed. I don't know why that's what I have a visceral reaction to, but it is.
0: You would be stripped naked and bathed.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Mm. And then by 8 o'clock, you would be eating breakfast. And then by 9 o'clock, you were basically taken to the outside court area. And the males would have to do male-oriented work, which was... Gardening and digging and doing all like physical hard labor. And the women mm. would have to either hoe the ground. I paused just so you could laugh. <laughs> I,
1: I'm. Does that not also count as gardening though?
0: It does, but that was the only part of it the woman could help with. Oh. But they also had That's to not- sort. <laughs> potatoes.
1: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, and that was all they yeah. got to do. <laughs> Let me just hoe the ground and sort some potatoes and go home. Mm-hmm. So
0: they would also have to do stretches and like the men would have to go on jogs and it was it was basically like a uh, fitness <laughs> retreat. <laughs>
1: This is so funny. <laughs> it's starting to sound like a vacation home. <laughs> yes,
0: but they were very strict yes. and if you went to like and if you went and did anything else during the day that you weren't permitted to do, you would get put mm-hmm. into a padded cell by yourself.
1: <laughs> okay, well, there it is. But it's not the worst thing I've heard, I guess. No,
0: like the the, the 1900s wise. were pretty tame.
1: We better drop that 1914's exercise routine.
0: <laughs> yes, um, but now I'm just going to move on to the names through the ages because yes. they're in they're entertaining. So, in the 1660 to 1832 range, they were actually called madhouses.
1: The madhouse of the six the 1600s always terrible. That's the lesson that we're learning. Yes, and. Again,
0: they didn't open uh, madhouses in America until later than that. But in the UK, there were a few. But yeah, in 1832, they started the transition over to asylum, which stayed around until 1914.
1: Um, Interested to see what asylum means or like translates to, you know.
0: I would be curious to know that as well. Uh um, Google it. <laughs> yes, Google it. <laughs> Please enjoy this short little ditty as she
1: googles. Doo 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 doo. You really don't have to wait because I don't think I'm gonna find much. But
0: doo doo doo. Nothing?
1: <laughs> oh, okay, no, it means a place of refuge in late Middle English. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's definitely worse than that, but yes. nice try.
0: And the word asylum changed over to insane asylum in 1914 to 1945. And the majority of mentally ill patients weren't actually housed in these, though most of them were actually set out to war or in jail.
1: Hmm... Yes. Just straight into the army or whatever they had back then.
0: Yes. Usually around this time, it was mostly women in the mental hospitals and mm-hmm. men from prestigious
1: families. <laughs> I love that detail somehow. Yes. Women and men from prestigious families. Oh. I feel like there's a correlation there.
0: Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, women would leave pregnant, so...
1: Oh, I I don't like that. Yeah. It doesn't sound correct.
0: Now, on to the treatments that they did. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So 17th century.
1: (laughs) The good old days.
0: So hydrotherapy. There were two different forms of this. There were the hydrotherapy baths, which were popularized at the beginning of the 17th century and involved being continuously bathed for hours, two days, depending on the case, hmm. and- I was
1: gonna say that sounds relaxing until you said bathing for days nonstop.
0: Yes, and depending on the case, they would also mummify the patient in
1: wet cloth. I would simply become a raisin and, <laughs> by the end of that process. Yeah, and not so much in the water was cold how cold. We're talking freezing. Uh we're
0: talking room temperature mm.
1: but just not heated. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And mediocre. Yeah, cuz like in will. the 17th century nothing was heated yeah. so. Me- mediocre 17th century water. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then there were the hydrotherapy sprays which basically what the patient had to do was stand in a shower-like stall while an attendant would hose them down oh with either boiling hot water or freezing cold water.
1: Oh, so you'd straight up be boiled.
0: Yeah, for several minutes at a time. So
1: this one only lasted several minutes. <laughs> Maybe that's the, the only amount of time where they would stay alive, perhaps.
0: Yeah, it was used to treat insomnia, depression, and suicidal thoughts.
1: See, I think all three of those would get worse if you hosed me down with boiling water. Yes,
0: and of course, because 17th century, they would strip you down. Yeah. And when I say, like, sprayed down, I mean, like, whatever the 17th century's (laughs) version of a pressure washer was (laughs) to your body. (laughs)
1: Pressure washed with boiling water.
0: Yeah, and uh, the patients would sometimes end up concussed from it because they would get, like, jostled around so much. The sheer force of the
1: water, yeah.
0: Yeah, and sometimes the patient would be fortunate, ever so fortunate, to be strapped (gasps) into the uh, hydrotherapy spray unit. Mm And oftentimes, when I was looking at pictures for this, and I'm going to see if I can find mm-hmm. one, I didn't save on it, and I'm sad about it, but they would normally aim for the butt on the men.
1: Why? What was the point? I- What did they think that it did? I wish I could tell you. I just have so many questions. Okay, this isn't the spray, but this is one of the baths. Okay, okay. See the sheer quality of that picture terrifies me. I know. <laughs> That's such a cryptic photo. <laughs> um, no one gets to see it, but just I'm going to post it on my Twitter. There's the photo. Okay, link to for.
0: Kenzie's Twitter. Yeah. Here is him standing for the shot.
1: <laughs> Buttocks out. That is like a that Oh. Yeah. That has meme quality, I don't even want to say it, but it does. I know, it does, it does, it does, it really, truly The guy in the does. shower is me and the hose is like my final exam's coming.
0: Yeah. Oh god. And so just for context, because I have the photo here, this is what the rooms looked like.
1: You know, okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was, but it's still mm-hmm. bad. That was the private hospital rooms. That's, yeah, that's, it's mediocre mm-hmm. at best. And
0: just because I didn't know this image existed until right now, I'm also going to share this one, which was what they looked like when they were strapped into bed.
1: <laughs> you know, that's looking grim. Yeah, <laughs> does not look yeah, like a happy camper. That's not looking fresh and funky at all.
0: <sighs> yes, and then, so, Fast forwarding all the way to 1895, the London Asylum in Ontario, Canada, my
1: home province. Uh, this is a, this is a home tale.
0: Yes, there was an advocate, like they were av-
1: Advocating. <laughs>
0: I'm leaving that in. Everybody gets to listen to my failures <laughs> at English. Um... <laughs> So, the London Asylum was an advocate of gyne- g- gyne- <laughs> gyne- <laughs> gynecological <laughs>
1: surgery. Gynecological. Oh, no. And that you was... You had me at gynecological surgery.
0: Yeah, and that was specifically <sighs> only for female patients to cure hysteria. And uh, the superintendent again, of the asylum... <laughs> Mm-hmm. The superintendent <laughs> performed himself over 200
1: surgeries on women, and he claimed you, you, how much you want to bet it was his idea. And he had, oh, it like... was his idea. <laughs> okay, so this was definitely some nasty fetish or something that he had. <laughs> oh, wait until
0: you hear what he did during this, though. No. Um, well, first of all, he claimed it so cured to cured get... the illness. Um, Extremely indecent <laughs> trigger warning. So they would remove the uterus and return it to its proper alignment. I just it heaved. What? They would take out the uterus and put it back in the way they think it should be in the body.
1: How? You can't just do that. I have so many questions. <laughs>
0: I couldn't get any more details beyond they would literally remove it, put it on a tray for a couple minutes, reorient it, and put it back in.
1: <laughs> Let me just yoink it. That's, that's. Yeah. oh, that's... Mm.
0: Performing full-on hysterectomies, um, <laughs> removing the <It> ovaries, would... <sighs> nah. uh, and removing any lesions found on the cervix or vaginal walls.
1: How? 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 They would just cut that part like- out and sew so it shut. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And
0: um, the belief was that the misaligned uterus and any uterine-related blemishes caused women's mental illness.
1: That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I have no comments on that. But
0: to make it more specific, mm. it was just this one asylum that believe it, believed it. None okay, of the other yeah. ones really caught on to this. It was just this one that asylum. It's so
1: wildly out there. I'm not surprised that it came from one singular guy. In Canada. Yeah. In can- <laughs> a Canadian. It wasn't
0: technically Canada at the time, I don't think. When did we get our independence? Okay. When did you get your independence in America?
1: 1776.
0: Okay, never mind. We were independent at that point. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes. Canadian history moment. <laughs> um. Oh, and then my next, my favorite thing. My favorite cozy little treatment option mm. was created by uh... a... <laughs> We don't actually know who it was created by um oh. it was just a common belief that if you were to put patients into a small confined space which was basically mm-hmm. a crib and it was quite literally called the utica crib uh, okay that it would help them calm down and i'm going to just take a picture hmm. a pictures worth a thousand words and show it to you or er,
1: drawing Oh, (laughs) it's like a coffin. That's not a crib. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's nothing about this is calming. By the way, yeah, no zero. This is claustrophobic.
0: Yeah, it's basically like a metal box with legs. That is a
1: casket. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's basically a steel casket.
1: (laughs) That is a steel casket.
0: Yes, and it was eighteen inches deep, six feet long, and three
1: feet wide. I'm thinking if I'm, I'm even three feet wide. 18 inches deep. This is, this is not okay. This is a panini press. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways. Horrendous. Yeah. Um, My favorite comfort treatment.
0: (laughs) A Mr. Dr. William Hammond was Mm, a man, a myth, a legend. He was in advocate for no slash minimal restraint in the mentally ill and heavily protested the use of the utica crib so
1: well good for him i know we We love mr hammond yeah he goes ham if you will
0: yeah but he was one of the first people to suggest the padded rooms that we often see in media
1: i mean padded rooms probably still aren't the best but it's better than that better than that steel casket
0: and oftentimes when progress padded rooms are still used today and oftentimes when they are used it is for the patient's safety yeah and for the people around that patient's safety but yeah he was an advocate for just throwing them in a padded room (laughs) all right and then next we move on to another thing that i have a lovely graphic for i have graphics for everything. I just need to
1: find <laughs> um, But yes. I keep looking at the picture of the person in the bed sitting with the chains, and it's just the, the way they're sitting that's sending me a little
0: bit. Isn't it so comfortable looking? It's just so grim <laughs> in mm-hmm. so many ways. Okay, and so the next thing was the uh, <laughs> Thorazine, <laughs> so, AKA the, the Thorazine. surprise bath. <laughs> it was used to restore the distracted to their senses and it was basically like they would get these people on top of a wooden stand with a cold bath underneath <laughs> and um, they would just release the trap door underneath them and the patient would fall in um <laughs> Uh, Often times, people would drown. <laughs> oh no! How deep was this bath? Um, it was it was only a couple feet deep. But like when you're,
1: oh no, when you're
0: dumping somebody into a like a giant cold bath without telling them that's what you're gonna do, a lot of True. times that can put people into shock. And right, yeah. Yeah, oh, so wow. sometimes people would drown.
1: A straight up dunk tank. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let me read this <laughs> just because I'm so, so intrigued. Wait, I'll do a dramatic reading. <laughs> oh, okay, please.
0: Surprised bath and used in colonial times to restore the distracted to their senses. Original wood engraving by John DePole. <laughs> John DePole? <laughs> To restore them to their senses. Less than 200 years ago, the mentally ill were bled, purged, beaten, and sometimes nearly drowned in efforts to restore them to their senses. Still sometimes drowned in this case, but you know. Uh, The treatment of mental illness has progressed far beyond methods such as these. One of the major advances in psychiatry has come through chemotherapy.
1: (laughs) Which... (laughs) obviously chemotherapy doesn't mean the same thing anymore but no uh
0: now an important factor in the treatment of mental illness pioneered and developed with thorazine the importance of thorazine in psychiatry is twofold one its continued widespread use has been established it as a fundamental drug that can be used with confidence and a it has led to skf to the development of related drugs which offer the psychiatrist opportunities to help a greater number of patients
1: i love so many things about this and the first is that it says mentally ill patients were bled purged beaten and sometimes nearly drowned so here's a device where you can nearly drown them some more
0: yeah like notice how they didn't mention that sometimes people would drown in this in their little ad here yeah um but yeah no sometimes people would drown and they would also use thorazine on the patient before they would dunk them in there
1: wow I also love how it says its continued widespread use has established it as a fundamental drug that can be used with confidence. So just because everyone is doing it, it must work. (laughs) Yep. Well, we love that for them. All right.
0: Yes, and then moving forward to the famous or infamous lobotomy.
1: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I <laughs> just joked, but, but we're covering lobotomies today.
0: Oh, I'm not going to get too deep into it because there is oh. so much with lobotomies, so wow. I'm just going
1: to go very surface level. Um, we're having a whole lobotomy episode at one point. Yes. This is just the beginning.
0: <laughs> so the lobotomy was the first psychiatric treatment designed to alleviate suffering by disrupting brain circuits that might cause symptoms. And it was the first mm. treatment to receive a Nobel Prize. First mental health Seriously? treatment. Seriously? Yes. Oh, wow. So there's actually a Nobel Prize mm. for lobotomies.
1: That's that's a lot.
0: Yeah. But that, that's all we're getting into on lobotomies today.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Later time. Yes.
0: So the next thing that they would do through the, this is actually very recent, in the 1930s to 1960s, they Mm -hmm. would um, put people into low blood sugar comas for one to four hours. Um. And they believed that this would give the brain time to rewire itself so that it could cure the patient.
1: (coughs) Or perhaps, they don't have enough blood sugar going to their brain period yeah Hmm. no
0: sometimes patients would die which was actually like a lower statistic than i thought it would be it was only like 40 (laughs) percent
1: oh that's like half
0: (laughs) only 40 percent of patients only 40 percent it's not 40 percent error rate guys it's It's under half and the other (laughs) patients uh I believe another 20% of patients never fully recovered, and the rest went on to live normal lives apparently. Hmm. But okay. of course, 1930s, Got 1960s, it. probably incorrect statistics, probably was just whatever they thought sounded
1: good. And that I love that that's what they thought sounded good yeah. as well. If... <laughs> we only have a 40% rate of people dying from this. It is... Revolutionary. Yep.
0: And then the next major one was metrazol therapy, which was the precursor to electrocompulsive therapy. Okay. And so right. <laughs> seizures were deliberately suspicious. induced using medications like the stimulant metrazol to try to reduce <laughs> mental illness. And in my notes, I have it written, this was not effective in any way.
1: <laughs> there were- Let's induce some seizures yes. in these folks, yeah. Like, great idea. they would
0: cause these people to have seizures. And this went on for around 10 years. They didn't notice anybody getting better from it, but they just kept doing it for 10 just... years.
1: For 10 years? Yeah. I'm so upset by this. Yeah. Like... Disappointed. Who, Why? Because they thought, oh, Why maybe... Why would you <laughs> keep
0: doing it? Maybe one of these times it'll work. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. metrazol therapy.
1: This is giving the same energy as those horrendous cures from last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, they did not work, but people just kept doing them.
0: Mm-hmm. And so... Those were the major surgical and non-surgical treatments used to treat patients. But they also, all asylums had a side section of incurables. And so... (gasps) That's
1: dark. Okay.
0: They viewed these Mm. people as less than people. And this is where the human experimentation came in. They... Oh, no. These people were usually the first ones to receive these other
1: therapies before they were used on the other patients. So how could they determine if someone was incurable? Don't tell me it was just a one guy's thought process.
0: Uh, it was one guy's thought process. <laughs> oh, God. Um, they just kind of would look at these people like the main supervisor superintendent would look at these people and go, this one is incurable. <laughs> This is... You are beyond help. Yeah. So they would often receive the first batches of testing. And oftentimes the incurables would not last more than five years in the asylum. Uh, Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) So these incurables, Mm. oftentimes their behavior was just like... Either very violent, nonverbal or mm-hmm. people with what now we know is autism or um oh. other illnesses like that oh. um anybody who had seizures they were all <laughs> considered uh, the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the incurable cracks
1: me up because they're over here inducing seizures in some other people and me and if you have them naturally you're considered incurable though yes sounds sounds reasonable to me yep
0: so these incurables were often again the first people to receive any kinds of treatment so the for the hydrotherapy baths the incurables were originally used and most of the incurables or yeah, incurables were drowned in the initial testing because they made the baths too deep.
1: Oh, yeah, I was worried about the depth of these baths.
0: Yeah, uh, the hydrotherapy sprays. There was a couple times where the spray was too strong, and they would a- they in, you, in the photo I sent in the chat he was aimed at the butt but that's not where they always used to aim sometimes they would aim Mm -hmm. for the head or the feet which would often result in the patient falling and smacking their head on the like solid ground and dying
1: has have they ever just pressure washed directly through someone um i couldn't find any reports of that but (laughs) because that sounds like it could
0: have happened Yeah, no, but there were a lot of people who ended up needing to be treated for burns.
1: Well, it's boiling water, folks. Yeah, so they found, like... Not surprising.
0: They they basically tested until they found a level where the skin would just be very red, but wouldn't blister. But oftentimes, like, the Mm. incurables were blistery and Mm -hmm. not well treated. And they also tested the medications on these people. Yeah. Which often made them die because they were also, like... When they were doing this, they were also trying to figure out dosages. Oh. So some would get overdosed. There were a lucky few that got, like, barely anything and ended up, like, fine. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, 2%. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... Yeah, these incurables were treated basically like lab rats. That's that's atrocious. Mm-hmm. And the ones that didn't have any use medically speaking or were just plain out too violent were often mm-hmm. stuck in that um, Utica crib for... The steel
1: casket. Yeah, for weeks. Wait, how would could they leave to go pee no could they oh
0: well so you can't see it in the graphic i sent I see. you but there is like around the buttocks area <laughs> there was a little flap that could open and close
1: jesus and so
0: they would open it and feces and urine and all that stuff oh. could come out but it wasn't left open so if the person alleviated themselves they would have to wait until one of the mm. caretakers noticed. That's... Oh, my mm. God. And the uncurables would be fed through the bars and given water through the bars.
1: So... I would just love any theory, any at all, on who thought this might have worked. Because uh, clearly, it doesn't.
0: No. And so oftentimes, because these patients would be extremely aggressive, extremely violent, they would Mm -hmm. try and, like, bite at people who were trying to feed them or, like, Mm -hmm. just do anything that they can to just basically piss everyone around them off. And I don't blame them. I mean,
1: yeah, if you're gonna be in a steel cage,
0: make it everybody else's problem.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Peeing through a flap of Mm -hmm. the floor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they they would often end up injuring their caregivers when they tried to feed them and oftentimes that resulted in them just kind of dropping food and water in and hoping that the people could get them oh but no if it ended up like along the side of the cage somewhere where they couldn't reach oftentimes that would end up mm-hmm. with the food like attracting rodents cuz think these places are not very yeah. sanitary <laughs>
1: In your, in your steel cage, rats just swarming your cheese. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes, they would uh, end up getting starved for days. If they misbehaved yeah. and bit somebody. And they would only... So, so there were a couple patients that were permanently in these cages for the remainder mm-hmm. of their life. But the only time... Oh they could get out was to change their clothes and bathe but that was basically just like strip naked get a bucket of water Mm. dumped on you get dressed get
1: back in get back in yeah yeah get sprayed in the ass with a with a pressure washer (laughs) yes and (laughs) i'm still thinking about it. it was just it was
0: not a good living situation
1: I can't even imagine the diseases that went through this as well. Um,
0: surprisingly, like, in in the main areas, like, in in the better ones, it wasn't usually too much of an issue,
1: but, like... I guess maybe not in the modern ones, but in the <clears throat> in the older ones. Yeah, the ones before... 16th, 1700s.
0: Yeah, and the early 1800s, it, it was definitely an issue. But mm-hmm. after that point, it stopped being as much of an issue. More just because they really closed down these rooms at one point, to the point oh, of oh, so if
1: it's like a whole quarantine situation, almost pretty much, yeah, yeah. So fair. These people were basically tortured. <laughs> uh.
0: mm-hmm. And then going forward again, back to the better quote-unquote better days of like when the women basically just had to sort potatoes and the men had to garden
1: (laughs) (laughs) my favorite my favorite part of this whole thing uh yeah that's why i'm potato sorters (laughs) that's why i'm switching back to this time period to get away from the darkness
0: for a little bit yeah um so every day when the women were getting bathed and having their hair brushed their bodies were also checked inch by inch as much as they could internally and externally.
1: For what?
0: For any sort of injury or blemish.
1: Okay. I I don't see the reasoning behind this too.
0: They were worried that the women were going to hurt themselves, and so that is why they did it. And
1: Oh, I see. In okay. theory it- I thought it was like um when you mentioned the uterus blemish, I thought they th- they believed that the blemishes caused the mental illness, and I was like...
0: No, these women... That makes it no was, sense. It was, it was actually pretty pure. The reason they were doing it, they made it a lot more invasive than they needed to, but...
1: mm mm-hmm. it okay. The reasoning makes dollars. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it was like checking for self-harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because these people
0: also, like, they had... Communal quote unquote bathrooms, but like they were a lot more private. Mm. The toilets had like walls between them, yeah, and the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> and it was separated toilets from male with to female and all that fun jazz. Mm. But um, for the most part, like they were actually treated pretty decently. Again, it was basically just like a fitness retreat, a nature fitness, <laughs> a country retreat. club, yeah, if you will, <laughs> and because these places did like exist around the same time that all the other torturous stuff was going on oftentimes as i said it was women who were being put in there and they usually in the nicer ones like the ones that i'm talking about it was usually women from wealthier families or women who had like beauty for lack of a better word oh uh, they would get put oh. into this, and sometimes they would be sponsored by the richer families, wow. so that they could end up getting paired up with their son that was
1: also in there. Huh. Mm-hmm. Something about the uh, the mental health of the prestigious folks.
0: Yeah, but um, the prestigious and pretty.
1: The prestigious and pretty. The peepees. <laughs> oh no, not the peepees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm.
0: But yes. <laughs> yeah. As as I said before though like the the one extreme caveat besides the, you know, mm. women leaving pregnant and Oh no, yeah. Uh the getting thrown into a room by yourself
1: for days when you step out of line in any way. Mm. Um often you miscount your potatoes in the room you go. Yeah. No,
0: actually, they would get different punishments for that. So the th- punishment oh. for, for that r- got them thrown in the room was deviating from the schedule at all and or going overtime on one of your tasks.
1: Oh, so if I take too long with my potatoes. Mm -hmm. That's what gets you thrown into the room.
0: (laughs) But if you miscount or misstep or do something that they consider heinous, which is literally anything.
1: (laughs) Heinous. So it's worse (laughs) than taking too much time.
0: Yes. So those people usually got like... I don't know how to describe this because it's really weird. There was basically another form of that crib thing mm-hmm. but instead it it was
1: a bit better for lack of a better word what? so instead of a steel casket it was a casket
0: kind of it was made out of wood this time okay it was basically just this giant box that only your head stuck out of and All
1: right. I don't know yeah. how to
0: describe it so I'm sending
1: a picture I don't know how to it looks like... <laughs> that looks like they're actually sitting in a garbage can with the head poking out the top. Yeah, actually yeah. that's all I can explain. yeah. yeah, like
0: now do you understand oh my, my loss God. of being able to explain? Yes.
1: <laughs> so this is what you were put through if you miscounted your potatoes, I see. yeah and uh, you <laughs> again
0: separated into male and female rooms. <laughs>
1: I feel so horrendous <laughs> for laughing at this but it does look like a recycling bin.
0: Yeah, and so a dumpster if you will. You would get fed the lesser than adequate food. You would get food that's like moldy and it would be oh. hand fed to you. Oh. Yeah. Um and you could stick out your hands like those aren't w- little windows. Those are well, they're windows but they're no glass in them.
1: Okay, yeah. So they could stick You're their hands. You're just a little walk and up. box. Well, actually, you couldn't walk. You're just a little box. Yeah, and with arms with li- mm-hmm. with arms and a head. Yeah. The
0: reason that they were fed though was because the only reason they were allowed to have those openings was because they thought it was inhumane if they couldn't scratch their nose if it was itchy. <laughs>
1: That does sound pretty inhumane. I'm glad they considered that. <clears throat> mm. I know. How do you how would you pee? Um so that's
0: one thing that was never answered.
1: <laughs> I really hope that there isn't just a hole under there or a you know what I mean? I really hope that's not just a portal. I,
0: I know toilet. That, that there wasn't that. They're they're sitting on chairs okay. inside of those. Okay, that's good. Um <laughs> but I don't know if they were like just forced to go to the bathroom in there on themselves which I doubt based on the living conditions of these areas
1: that's a little too atrocious for these times yeah Yeah. but I
0: think what probably was the most likely in this scenario was there was probably a toilet in there and they were allowed to go at designated times during the day
1: okay Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and they were still allowed to bathe but for some reason they had to wear those caps things
1: Oh I didn't even notice. Yeah, the the shower cap situations.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's pretty atrocious. Yeah, I'm that alone. I
0: I wish I could tell you why. But I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if they ever made buddies with the with the folks in the box next to them, because this just looks like a line of garbage cans.
0: No, they weren't allowed to talk.
1: Oh, that's that's the rudest thing I've heard today. I know. See? If I were in one of those boxes, I'd just be babbling all day long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, so these things opened
0: really weird. Because, so you see the wooden like little block beside it. Yeah. That obviously stops it from like hitting the person next to them. Mm -hmm. And then the bottom part also opens separately. So in theory, they could leave the bottom open and (laughs) leave the top shut, but they wouldn't be able to get out because their neck is like locked in there mm-hmm so they pretty much cannot move their head at all um yeah but there were at one point there was originally a design of this where there wasn't that wood stop block <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody was going see there, they would just smack the person beside them <laughs> that's incredible mm-hmm Slam. Yeah. But, like, the reason that their heads were locked in there was one so they couldn't really look around too much. Like, you see that their heads are slightly tilted one way, but that's as much as yeah. they could move. Uh, but it was actually because there is a padlock behind them or whatever a padlock would have been at the time
1: mm-hmm. that
0: keeps their head from moving so that they can't, like, let themselves out.
1: That's, I mean, they're not going to succeed, I feel like you should at least let them turn their heads.
0: Actually, it was pretty effective, because yeah. the, the opening hatches, because wow. you needed to open the bottom part to open the top part, because you had okay, to push up yeah, from underneath. That tracks. Because you, mm-hmm. like, as you can see, there's nothing that, like, there's no handle, there's no nothing. So you have to open mm-hmm. the bottom and then push up the top part. Yeah. So, obviously, they can't reach where the latch is. <laughs> Yeah, they, there's no success in yeah. this situation. Yeah, so, that, so that's why they did that. <laughs> Let them scratch their nose, just no escape and no head movement. Ugh. Yeah. 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 And I assume probably part of it was also part of the reason for the windows was so that they would get some fresh air on their bodies and it wouldn't just be like a little sauna.
1: <laughs> they, got, they got some sunlight. They got a little... Vitamin D mm-hmm. action.
0: Yeah, because a lot of these places didn't have curtains, or if they did, they were like those really weak, sheer curtains. hmm
1: At least they got sun, you know? Good for them.
0: Yeah, unless they're fair-skinned, and then they got sunburned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Actually, I'm thinking about this in the opposite scenario. If the sun is blasting straight into your face, and you're in one of those boxes, you can't fix that. No. You're stuck getting toasted. Yeah, and like,
0: the only thing you can really do to help yourself in any way is closing your eyes at that point, because at least then it's not glaring in your eyes, but I- Yeah, but
1: that won't stop your forehead from being roasted. No. To be fair. Maybe that's why they wear the shower caps. Ah, but that doesn't even protect your face. But it protects the luscious locks. No. <laughs> I think my luscious locks is the least thing I'd be worried about in this scenario.
0: But think about the women
1: of this time were very much about appearances, so I mean... uh, The hair takes a bit longer. Do you really look fashionable in this this garbage can contraption? To be fair, I Uh, I feel like the girl on the left Mm. end kind of looks stylish. Oh my god.
0: No! She looks like
1: she's living life, but her hair is also out. Yeah, the, clearly the shower cap didn't contain all their hair. No, as it should have. Um okay. But yeah. And This is so horrendous.
0: Then the the last major detail that I want to bring up is uh so these mental places <laughs> mental places uh mental places <laughs> these asylums were often not often, always white dominated. Oh. So they had a separate place for people of
1: color. Considering these times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The people of color would
0: oftentimes not get any mental care. They would often just be forced to work and be slaves as most of them were during this time. Yeah, there it is. And those with mental issues were normally just beaten by their owners (laughs) Mm. until uh, either they died or they learned how to hide it.
1: No good. Yeah, so they didn't get a place. That's the biggest atrocity of them all, I think. Basically,
0: to be treated well with mental illness, you had to be rich and pretty.
1: You had to be the the. You had to be the PP. Rich, pretty, and white. God. PPW, if you will. PP. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Fun. The, the the trio. Yep. So yeah, that is the the well, last major atrocity of the mental asylums. Not
1: ending on a good note at all. But... No. But that's there that's why we it. always have
0: the segment of nice modern things.
1: Oh, true. I Funny, mine never do because I forget that they exist. Normally I end up bringing one up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I end up... I run out of time also because I'm like swimming through eight pages of notes. Yeah, I have like two pages and half of... And like
0: technically I have five pages, but three, three and a half of them are pictures. <laughs> Um, iconic but yes, no, obviously nowadays people with mental health struggles do get like a lot better treatment
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah we're winning uh, in the mental health game these days, not completely but we're getting better we are winning in the improvement part, just nowhere else (laughs) (laughs) upgrades if you will
0: yes, like nowadays people are not treated this way people are still put into padded rooms rarely straitjackets are used only in extreme self-harm cases where people will hurt themselves mm-hmm. but overall like now things are actually tested properly properly being on animals which is a whole different ballpark i'm gonna get into in a future episode um <laughs> uh but yeah, no, they're actually tested properly and approved by, like, the FDA and all those drug-related approval systems.
1: <laughs> Drug approval systems.
0: Yeah, so obviously, like, people yes, are doing a good. lot better. Like, I... I, There's actual science and thought going into it these days. They, they finally kind of realize that, you know what? No, there is a neurological issue that causes these things for the most part. Like... Mm-hmm. There are, of course, cases where it isn't neurological. Sometimes you're just given a shitty hand, and yeah. that's depressing. Yeah. I am a case where well. both happened. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, I'm going to talk about myself now, because I love doing that. Okay. <laughs> like, for my mental health journey has been fairly good, because of when i was born obviously it still wasn't great because mental health has been in stigma for like ever
1: forever i
0: didn't get any formal diagnosis diagnoses diagnoses diagnoses
1: diagnoses (laughs) diagnoses (laughs) diagnoses i would have gotten get your diagnosis sis (laughs) yeah i would have gotten there but like i didn't get diagnosed
0: with anything until i was i think i was 18 or 19 so it's Oh, wow. It's only been like three or four years since I've had an actual doctor's diagnosis. Of course... That is wild. I actually did not know that. Yeah, no, I haven't been diagnosed for very long. Of course, I knew I had something wrong and I did my own research. So I knew Mm -hmm. more of what I probably had. And Mm -hmm. so far, I haven't been wrong about anything that I've had because I have ADHD, (laughs) anxiety, depression, all of that fun jazz. (laughs)
1: and of course
0: being able to have a basic knowledge of things is a huge plus nowadays because if you can advocate for yourself better if you're educated
1: yes Mm -hmm. definitely I second that
0: yeah and in my case I I have the unfortunate inability to communicate well despite my knowledge just because of that social anxiety Uh, the first doctor I ever had was very dismissive of mental illness Uh was kind of like you can't be stressed you're a teenager wow
1: <laughs> what a great conclusion to yeah. draw and oh then
0: <laughs> funny enough story I was actually with this doctor up until like this year and he just kind of dropped me mm-hmm. and I'm like well thank huh. you for doing that because I was too anxious to actually call you and get you to do it <laughs> yourself but you did it for me so thanks bud <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i i have been very unfortunate and fortunate in my mental health journey um Mm -hmm. i am medicated for all of my mental issues adhd anxiety depression etc so like naturally things things still aren't perfect and i don't think the system will ever become perfect Mm -hmm. at least not in my lifetime but you know, yeah, yeah, mentally ill people are treated so much better in comparison. And nowadays, people with mental illness aren't forced into doing anything that they don't want to do or be a part of. Like, there are, of course, cases of ex like when the person is a danger to themselves or others, they might be put on like a 78 four- hour hold, mm-hmm. but. It's, it's nothing like it used to be, and I think that's pretty great that we've come so far, especially considering a lot of the things we talked about today happened in the nir- early like 1800s to 1900s. It's
1: so recent, yeah. yeah. No, we've come so far from water hosing you down <laughs> and putting yeah. you in a steel casket, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, in my For case, sure.
0: I probably would love that, because I love being put in... <laughs> I love being in cold water. I always have, and I always will, because I'm perpetually overheating.
1: But see, then you'd probably do better in the thorazine than the, than the the water hose. Probably, probably. I
0: don't think I'd do well with the hot wa- hot <laughs> the
1: water. The, the, the hot boiling, the boiling. Yeah, no. Aisles. The the warm water, probably not. Why can we just not speak suddenly?
0: I don't know. We're
1: broken. The boiling water spray. Mental yes. illness, man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's definitely a lot better than it was. And I'm I'm at least very grateful for that. Of course, still stigmatized, still not talked about nearly as much as it should be, but getting better.
1: Yeah. And I think moral of the story is educate yourself, because sometimes experts are not as educated as they should be or they're biased in some way they're not perfect you know don't treat experts as if they are everything yeah the o- you definitely need to have your own independence in the decision mm-hmm. the only perfect expert is is envy here <laughs> and also if you can like participate in research it's extremely helpful mm-hmm. and
0: unless it's you're me thing to
1: do because i i tried to
0: <laughs> i tried to volunteer for a mental health research study and i got rejected because i was too fucked up
1: and also like clearly don't join studies that are too invasive because you know just pick and choose be smart about Mm -hmm. it and oftentimes you can there are still things that get through irb review that should not and there are things that are genuinely good Mm. so pick and choose your studies but it's good to try
0: (laughs) and you can get those dollar dollar bills
1: oh yeah like i i'm part of a clinical psychology lab we get like you'll get 150 dollars for doing a three hour session where you just answer surveys and stuff it's get your bank get your bank serve science get those dollar bills get your get those get that get that bag and also get help if you think you need it get that bag and get that help Like never be
0: afraid to ask for help if you meet somebody who Mm -hmm. is an asshole about it then just give them the finger and jazz (laughs) hands away
1: jazz hands <laughs> and like don't re- and um those major hotlines are great but also reach out to local emotional support hotlines there's more of them than you mm-hmm. think and they might be more personalized than the big ones yes so
0: and just don't reach out to us because i have enough of my <laughs> own issues and she's my mental health support so it's <laughs> she's got her hands full
1: <laughs> yeah i'm on a line so yeah that's it's a lot yeah, it's the
0: kenzie line don't don't, don't.
1: The Kenzie line,
0: (laughs) yeah. But no, just like do your research, guys. It's
1: do your research. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Be in research. Yeah, do research. Be research. Get dollar bills. Be research. Get get dollar bills. (laughs) Listen to podcasts like this. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you're doing a good right now. Yeah, do things that make you happy.
0: And if this makes you happy, one, what's wrong with you? And two, yay.
1: If this makes you happy, what is wrong (laughs) I mean, we get serotonin from this.
0: Oh, yeah. I find Because
1: research is fun.
0: Not to mention, I I know these things, like, were atrocious for the times, and that definitely, like, I'm glad these things don't happen anymore, but in hindsight, it's kind of funny to look back on in the sense of, how were we so stupid as to do things
1: like this? Mm -hmm. Like, clearly massive respect to everyone who had to go through it we're not trying to diminish it in any way it's just insane to look mm-hmm. back on it
0: yeah we're making fun of the people yeah. who thought of the ideas not the people who had to yes, tolerate exactly. them
1: <laughs> clearly yeah whoever invented the thorazine i'd love to have a word yeah we're gonna ha- we're gonna call that person and have words with them after this <laughs> a strip roll- <laughs> they're rolling in their group. <laughs> Right now, yeah, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna perform a séance after this, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna duke it out.
1: Yeah, we're gonna commune with the dead. No, we're not. Well,
0: well, you might
1: not. I perhaps. Will. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I'll inevitably. Also, I you. have a cool. I have a musical and novel recommendation. Ooh, yes. Since we're on the topic of asylum, so there's a <laughs> the start out as a novel called The Asylum for Wayward Victorian Girls. It's great. Okay. It's really interesting. And it's being adapted into a musical that's, like, in the works right now. It's by Emily Autumn. You should check it out. I'm a fan. It's also, I think there's that one TikTok audio of a song from a musical called Nothing. It, yeah, it's from this one.
0: Okay, it's Okay, I'll definitely look into it, and everybody else should. And if they don't, I will show up he- in your dreams.
1: Asylum for Wayward Victorian Girls. Personally, I think it gives off... Sweeney Todd energy. Okay. Corpse Bride energy. You know.
0: We love we love yes. a weird combo. We
1: love some, some dark Victorian energy. Yeah. Yes.
0: But I think on that note, we should probably wrap it up.
1: <laughs> Time to wrap this up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up.
0: Anyways, thank you all for coming today and listening to our Antique Atrocities. I'm Kenzie. I don't know how to speak English. I'm Envia, I try to speak English and sometimes fail. <laughs> and we appreciate your existence.
1: Yes, and join us next time for I don't know what it'll be, but it'll probably be another horrendous historical atrocity, knowing me. <laughs> uh. Yep, I don't know what it is yet. Okay. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out whenever we record our next episode, because you guys will never know. Yes, <laughs> you guys will never know. We're always so ahead of the game. Yeah, like we're so far <laughs> you don't
0: even know how far ahead we are i don't
1: even know how many episodes we're on right now yeah you don't know how long we've been doing this for <laughs> neither do i to be <laughs> we don't know how long it's been how long it will be yeah we're here for a good time not a <laughs> l- and a long time yeah hopefully we got it <laughs> anyways thank you all for coming thank you for- Tune in next time to Antique Atrocities. She's atrocious, I'm antique. Bye.